The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast, and here is your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Welcome to The Simpsons Index, episode 12. I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me is... Uh, BT Calloway. And today we have a very new guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Phil Calloway. Hello. Hello, Phil Calloway. Good to have you here. Good to be here. My uh, first ever podcast. <laughs> first like ever. It. First ever on anything for any subject whatsoever. Oh, so. I'll be gentle. <laughs> Please do. I didn't bring the lube. <laughs> well, that's why we drink first. Yeah, <laughs> I make sure I get you nice explains. and sourced off first. Not where I thought that was going, but there you are. Yeah, it, it, yeah you'll find that. Welcome to podcasting. <laughs> so yeah, with every new guest, uh, what I like to do is just ask, what's your Simpsons history? Do you remember when the sh- show first came along and um, where you were, how it impacted your life? Tell me about The Simpsons and you, Phil. Well, I think where it started for me was in the TV. Um, I would have watched the first episode, God, a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It have been the 90s, maybe even mid-90s. I think it was pretty... Pretty much would have seen the first season, I think, when it came on air. Mm. Um, and I've watched it sporadically, well, religiously for the first probably 10 years. Yeah. And then sporadically since then. I haven't seen a lot of the last probably 10 years worth of episodes, but I can quote a hell of a lot Simpsons trivia from the golden age. Yes. Yeah. It's something we think this podcast is preparing us for is that a that time when uh, society crumbles and we all just speak in Simpsons quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'll be those who can speak and those who can't. And well, evolution will take its course. Excellent. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, I know Phil through Beige and we all worked together on the web series Dave Plus One last year. And so, yeah, this is the first uh, time we've worked together since then. My this gosh. should be fun. <laughs> I like that there's no cameras, lights, or really script. It's a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. Unscripted. We're in the dark. <laughs> yeah, Doing this, I understand reality TV a lot more. Um, So anyway, we just watched Season 5, Episode 15, Deep Space Homer. Um, Guys, what did you think? Yep, still great. Still excellent. Yeah, after all these years. Mm. Um, Do we even have to explain what it's about? It's the one where Homer goes to space. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) another one that can be summarised in a tweet. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, luckily. um, I do remember seeing this first time on on TV, loving it then. It's lost none of its appeal. There's uh, a couple of jokes that are a touch outdated, but... Yeah, the what's on TV at the time, and they cut to Home Improvement, and yeah. the old show that Ed O'Neill was on. Yeah. Now he's back on TV, looking about uh, 22 and years older. The old 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 show that the voice of Lilu uh, from Futurama was on. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, of course. It's double strength old. And yeah. also um, Sons of Anarchy. Well, yeah, that's know. right. Yeah. Man, she's been outdated by... But twice. Yeah. Wow. By herself. Yeah, but um, I guess yeah, that those moments won't be um, yeah. like go over so well with the new crowd. Like, who the hell is this guy? Why did he just run through that dude in the fence? Why is he going... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, there was TV before you were alive. Some of it was okay. Some of it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> some of it was the home improvement. <laughs> Look, I watched a lot of episodes of Home Improvement in my yeah. life. I, uh, I loved it. It's my introduction to Pamela Anderson. So thank you very Where much for that. That and not Baywatch. Because that was first. Oh, oh, she was. Yeah. She was the pre Baywatch. Yep. I'm sure that could be I, proven I, wrong. I liked her replacement more anyway. Yeah, I think everyone did. Well, you know, it depends on if you're a brunette or a blonde. Which type is, of maybe that's what I realised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is slightly more attractive than Pamela Anderson, who I know is scientifically attractive. 
Ergo, I must be. Well, she was like there. '90s hot, and I was never into '90s hot. It was a weird. It was <laughs> that a weird... was some high waisted yeah. bikinis. Yeah, and, a... yeah, blonde hair with the root showing. Also, you were about six then, so yeah. you, you shouldn't have been. I was in. still discovering who I was. Yeah, right. <laughs> Homer in space, indeed. In this crazy topsy turvy world. <laughs> and so yeah, season five. So this probably uh, aired in Australia about 1995. I do remember watching this for the first time and VHS taping it and watching it a million times over and yeah, um, singing along da 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 da. Yep, very familiar. That bit is so awesome. Like just such a good bit of animation. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they spent a whole year on that one segment. It is, and then when he's spinning to catch the last one, the slow mm. down. He's trying to stop and crashes into the ant farm, and it's it's a beautiful cinematic moment. Yeah, yeah. very good homage to the mm. whole 2001 trope that they touch on quite yeah. a few times. That was a, that was the thing we didn't. I definitely didn't get it at the time. Was all the 2001 references. Yeah, I still don't get it. So. Space, space, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because you haven't watched any movies, and I'm pretty sure 2001 is on your not watched list. Yeah, gotta yeah. gotta watch t- uh, 2001. Yeah, and important to have watched 2001 to get 2001 references. Yeah, yeah it is. It's the Catch 22 of 2001. But that's the thing. But uh, between the Simpsons, I think I've seen the whole movie. Like there was a pretty bunch much. of it there, and there, there's there was the, one the where monkeys and the yeah yeah. I and then there's that Futurama episode where um, their like version of Hal takes over the. Yeah. Planet Express ship. So I've seen it. Lay off, guys. In, in a sense. <laughs> so, yeah, what other um, 2001 references did I miss? Uh, not so much 2001, but I mean, yeah, Planet of the Apes, you know that one. But again, mm-hmm. did I know that when I was 10? Probably not. No. Um, <laughs> the right stuff, right at the very end. What's the right stuff? Uh, it's just a movie about space travel. But oh, you know, really? at, the, at the end of the episode. No, it's a movie about astronauts. Yeah, and when they, they, they seek. It's almost a parody. Not a parody. It was almost original to this where they seek. The new, the bravest, dangerous, most risk-takingest uh, pilots in all of the world to be the next astronauts. Yeah, and that's actually where the slow walk of four people across camera walking yeah. across the uh, across the walkway. Oh, yeah, just... yeah, that's um, that's a right stuff reference as well. And I was specifically thinking of the bit at the end where he goes, "Yeah, I really have the right." What's that stuff? Oh. <laughs> I thought that was just a Homer's dumb joke. That, well, that, that's what's great about these episodes is if you don't get it, it's still funny. Yeah, yeah. But when you do, it's like, oh, you sons of bitches. Man, go to subtle references. Oh. Like, oh, um, So, yeah, just to, um, talking about the story as well. Just an A plot in this one, no B plot or anything. Just, um, yeah, Homer complains to NASA that there's too many boring space launches on TV. Not even before that, you've got Homer feeling he's, you know, well, not worth anything. Yeah, yeah he's inadequate. Uh, the nuclear power yeah. plant recognizes an inanimate carbon rod as employee of the year before it recognizes him. Yeah. The A plot is Homer doesn't feel respect at work or at home, and this yep. is a way thrust upon him that he can gain respect. Um, I think the B plot is the inanimate carpet rod. Yeah. <laughs> How good is he? Oh, just, he gets two medals in this in this episode. All the show. Ticket tape parade and everything. Man, that was so good how they brought it back at the end. And, I know. And like, uh, I do have some vague recollections of thinking at the time, oh my God, that rod's green as well. I wonder, uh, yep, they did it. They did it. <laughs> yeah, they obviously allude to that. But it's, 
a bit that I really liked in the beginning when they're like, Mr. Burns gives employee of the month the inanimate cover on, everyone just goes with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even the ones that Homer just complained to about <laughs> still not getting a worker of the week. Yeah, I think traditionally there's not a lot of the sympathy from Lenny and Carl almost ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, when we were looking at choosing this episode and I read the brief synopsis of what it was, the one joke that stuck in my mind from 20 years ago is when Barney drinks the champagne after being declared yeah. the winner. Jetpacks his way out of NASA, then lands on top of a pillow factory, falls Bounces. off, lands on the road, and gets run over by a marshmallow truck. <laughs> like that's such an amazingly backwards yeah. reference to everything. And I was like, that's the first thing I remembered straight away. It's like such a, a great way, and you can't use say that verbally. It doesn't work as a. Um, no, you have to watch it play out yeah. in all its ill-fated glory yeah it's what I like to call an unstealable Simpsons joke because you can't reference it apart from explaining that entire section yeah, yeah exactly and the whole episode and everything else. Yeah, you need that entire lead in hmm. and yeah Barney's whole, whole little thing there as well that's great where like Barney just ends up going along with this trip because Homer thought he was in trouble so. well he was also knocked unconscious at the bar yeah true <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of choice taken. he didn't need to do that they wanted to come I know <laughs> But yeah, even how they invite him. Do you want to get higher than you've ever been before? Be an astronaut, sure. <laughs> Actually, I wrote Excellent. that down as a great little gag. There's yeah. like nobody would that would be anyone's first assumption. Yeah, none ever. of them yeah, wearing yeah. NASA logos or anything. <laughs> immediately knows. Oh, yeah, I'll be an astronaut. And yeah, you really feel for Barney because he's really doing well at um, space yeah. camp and off the alcohol, and then yep, then one little bit of non-alcoholic also, champagne. Uh, cool. I also but, noticed this. Is this after Cape Fear? The episode Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is their second. Um, HMS Pinafore reference. Oh, really? Oh, the American Metal. Metal the the second, yeah. uh, the second what? Uh, HMS Pinafore reference. Oh, right. So the end of Cape oh, Fear right. when he's like... Yeah, he does the dance. Slideshow Bob did sing the entire HMS Pinafore to distract him. And what was the one of this one? And this one when he's, Barney's doing the cartwheels, uh, singing, I am the very model of a modern major oh, general. Wow. I'm surprised they got that out. I've had several beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. Now, if you could also do the backflips, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> yeah, but no. But I love how Homer's counter is there. Once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> Surely the, the war had to be put in there because what are you going to rhyme Nantucket with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, I love that how like um, just that uh, opening line of that limerick is the punchline to a joke now. Like yeah. that's all you need to say. I just get thump. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. Um, yeah. Any other general thoughts about the episode, the story, the jokes or anything? Look, the only really joke that I really wrote down as being dated, at least from my point of view, is the Richard Nixon upon re-entry mm. joke where Homer's face wobbles for a second to, and turns into Richard Nixon and he goes... And then it cuts away. It seems like it was a joke that was just put in there. There's no context. It's not. It's mm. a, a tiny little psych gag that lasts for about the second the and a half. The second time it happens because he's got the one where he's in the... Uh, the oh, the... the yeah, the Grab, whatever the, the spinny roundy Gravitron. Let's call it Gravitron. Gravitron. I'm sure that's what yeah. it's yeah. uh, Where he turns into Popeye pre I'm sure that's the technical term. After all, this is the NASA who, um, you know, when they launch a rocket, say, make rocket go now. Let's put him in the swing of a jig. Yeah. I, I, again, I want to believe it. I want to believe it so much. But yeah, yeah, where he, um, yeah, he's going spinning around in the Gravitron at um, Mark 1 or whatever, and his face peels up. I can't stand no more. Yeah. Super dated joke. Yeah. Who even yeah. Knows? For sure. Even well, even when that would have come out, which have been when did this come out? Do you know? 
Uh, this would have been 94. Yeah, so 94. Uh, 95 on our shores. Yeah, yeah so Popeye's a long time before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other thing, I don't know if you go too much into the behind the scenes or the kind of no, the making sure. of, but I did notice that this uh, episode had Buzz Aldrin and James Taylor, so obviously had quite a celebrity cast coming By this time, I think The, the Simpsons is the biggest thing on TV. Yeah, but it would have been... I mean, I imagine that maybe Buzz Aldrin would have done it on the cheap, but I can't imagine it takes a lot... It must take a lot to get James Taylor out of his farm. Former president James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that was when I, I, I do remember when I was a kid, I just assumed he was. Yeah, that's right. It's like, <laughs> like, wow, yeah. a musician and a president? Wow, well, James Taylor, he's done well. Yeah, where'd it go? Mrs. Taylor must be really proud. <laughs> Especially when the NASA guy calls him this young punk. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's already drawn like he's 60, he's half bald with the receding hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um... Remind me of James Taylor when we get to the part of the question where... Uh, I mean, I'll try, but I guarantee nothing. Other things over your head. Yeah, any other notes? That uh, my only notes or? on the jokes is just how frequent some of the smaller ones were. Like, at the very beginning, it's like, begin your daily trudge towards the announcement from Mr. Burns. Yeah, <laughs> daily time. trudge, like, yeah. Can we please have an odd hush? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It does sound like... Or it does feel like they're trying to make... Like you feel like they're making the jokes that they're making. They're not mm. things that are funny that happen to be a joke. They're saying mm. they're almost um, not South Parkian, but more like American Dad. Whereas like a moment where we do just like that time I met you know Miley yeah, Cyrus. Yeah. That little flashback. They're just pausing to make that make a joke and then carry on. So there's a lot of that in the beginning. I noticed um, the one the joke that the jokes that I'd forgotten about that I really liked was Homer uh, dialing Marge in a moment of doubt, saying I don't want to be an astronaut, and she says. When I first met you, didn't know how to use a touchtone yeah. phone. Yeah. And then Homer starts dialing again. She's like, you've dialed I, already. I think this is the first time I've genuinely got that one. I don't know. I must have just blitzed every time she said touchtone phone. Yeah. Every single previous time. For children of the internet age, a touchtone phone is a <laughs> thing on your desk that is a phone that also has big buttons on it. And when you push it, it goes, deet, deet, deet. Yep. Look at ET. They have one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it replaced the rotary dial-up, which we were all used to at the time. Yes, yes. The uh, We just call the operator. You know, yeah. Operator, give me Klondike 6 and step ah, on it. Also, tell me what a Klondike is. <laughs> it's an area in uh, northern Canada above a river that they used to mine gold for. Is it nice this time of year? I don't know. I only know that because I once went, what the fuck is a Klondike? <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's what it is. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, my other note was, uh, I swear this was cut from Channel 10. Yeah. During, okay, there's the Itchy and Scratch episode and then after that I swear it used to just cut straight to home looking freaked out on the couch but now oh, there's, yeah. there's the uh, the preceding program was considered too violent for children yeah <laughs> absolutely the program, it before, it's like, I swear that wasn't there before. <laughs> yeah I don't remember that either but that's a very but it, why cut that subtle text bo- I, like, oh, I have a feeling that it might have been um, time scra- uh, the bit where he popped Scratchy's head was cut as well no I'm sure because they the pinprick and then that spraying the yeah. you know the end maybe it's possible because they did I know they cut a lot of itchy and scratchy stuff it's probably more likely that you just didn't really pay a lot of attention to text on a screen on a screen I mean possibly I mean I feel, like, I feel like that I know involved reading straight from itchy and scratchy themes on straight to home looking free I don't particularly remember that section either but I dare say that you're, you're probably distracted by a cat's innards on the screen so I mean, spilling out the <laughs> end than you were about the it legalese. is my number three distractions yeah. So. yeah that's why we have no more cats yeah the internet's number two distraction yeah. no, no, it's boobs and people shouting look over there <laughs> wait look over there oh. boobs oh. <laughs> and cat guts what yeah. <laughs> it's, I know it's a weird starts out great ends terrible yeah those, those are literally all my notes I've got written down. What else do I have? Oh, I've got, there's like the, the good gag uh, when NASA's trying to figure out how they become more popular 
uh, with the public and they well, the spaceship turns around and goes or he says we could tell them the truth that all those chimps that we sent to yeah. space came back <laughs> super smart yeah. and look chair spins around and yeah he says that he's wearing a tweed coat smoking a pipe and wearing roller skates that was excellent I Made like the laugh. subtle suggestion that the ape is so super advanced it's appreciated that roller skates are the most efficient way of getting around yeah. <laughs> I thought that was this one uh, given to being just doing things for fun no, no, I like to think that it's so advanced it we don't do it because we feel it would be you know uncouth <laughs> or unfashionable but it knows better it's putting you know efficiency ahead of fashion but then also wearing tweed well I suppose that makes your point really doesn't it yeah I feel um, the other thing I noted was in the there was a throw to uh, home improvement sketch where he runs over Wilson yeah. and there's and he says oh well back to jail for me yep. it was a good throwback to um, Tim Allen who was the star of the show at the time had mm. been in jail previously for cocaine trafficking yeah yep. I thought that was topical for 1995 yeah <laughs> hugely it really was uh, yeah and that's sort of the shame of this episode is that there's just a few jokes that won't date so well but um, including references to home improvement and just commercial television in general yeah, and, <laughs> and NASA launching space shuttles and touchstones phones yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I think there was a good there was a, a decent theme between especially that NASA embodied that was popularity versus use mm. and you know there's that bit where he goes oh our ratings are the highest they've been in 20 years and he goes excellent how's the launch doing they're like, I, don't I don't know all this is for measuring yeah. TV I think that's a, a nice yeah. moment where they go you know NASA is, can only be relevant and important if they're doing things in the public's eye that's relevant, relevant and important, important and which makes you think about all the stuff you're seeing now with like the Mar like a lot of missions to Mars and a lot of talks about mining asteroids and stuff mm. and all this SpaceX things mm. where the things they're doing now are big explosive interesting things where they go we're sending people to Mars but they're not going hey guys we've made a new type of Teflon yeah uh, it's twice as less strippery. Isn't that amazing? I think I'll be. Yeah, I don't know how you measure twice as less. Well, remember, but... the importance of this mission is to test weightlessness on tiny screws, <laughs> which may have millions of applications here on Earth, from watch making to watch <laughs> repair. Watch repair. Got that <laughs> yeah, right and what a great joke they called back to uh, with the, the ants. You know, oh, now we'll know if, uh, never know if ants can sort tiny screws in space. It set screw and watch maintenance repair back like a decade. <laughs> That's very true. All right, we'll um, hook into the questionnaire now. Um, oh, wait. I never want to be out of questionnaire. Well, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Phil. There's a questionnaire. I, this is yeah. unprepared dun, dun, answers. Dun. What is your going? credit card number? And Three. <laughs> um, He's lying at seven. So do you remember watching this episode specifically back in the day? Any memories of back then? Then. Quoting it around the schoolyard, perhaps. Definitely quoting it again, like you say, going na na na. That was always fun. Uh, just general sport on the couch, laughing, possibly eating ice cream. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, school is a long way away for me now. I don't remember anything particular about this one. Um, I think I definitely remember talking about it, but I don't think there's. It's not really full of quotable quotes in this one as other ones were. Mm. I didn't go to school and try and sing the HMS Pitiful because no. I, I tried at home and it just. No, it's a tough bit. Yeah. yeah. We're all thinking about trying to do it, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out if I get that back flip. If I change it to a front flip, I could do that. <laughs> I would still recommend it. Your house is not that big. I'd go outside. I'm not a monster. Your yard is not that big. Um, is this an episode you've uh, revisited often? 
Uh, when it's on. I think that's my answer to pretty much all of these, but when it's on. Yep. I also like to ask in this question, do you think you've got an approximate play count? I would say probably 50 times, I guess. 50? <laughs> this is why he does this. Wow, that's an extraordinary like amount. Well, actually, I've seen this episode maybe four times. Maybe four. not by choice, just because it's on. I, don't, I, I wouldn't... I don't think I've ever hunted down a Cincinnati episode to watch specifically. Mm. They're often, not. if they're on, I'll go, oh, I'll watch this and watch it. Yeah. But I've never sat down and gone, I really want to see Homer in Space yeah. episode. <laughs> your channel flipping at mum and dad's and you don't really want to listen to that. So you're like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yellow people doing stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, any other jokes that flew over your head that you only noticed on this viewing? Um, I mentioned the touchstone line. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the... Um, and Old drudge to work. What was it again? Yeah, that one flew over. Old drudge to work. Yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. Pistol, Uzi. Children <laughs> posing as an old Um, Yeah, I mean, at the time, I didn't get the 2001 references, but yeah, I do. Um, I think at the time, I understood what the Fox satellite was, but I didn't understand why it was in there smacking Homer in the head. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, you make fun of Fox. <laughs> Um, do you see yourself watching this episode again? Sure. If it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. That is my promise to you, Space Homer. Well, yeah, also in this question, I like to ask, you know, what's the, uh, the, uh, minimum effort you're going to do to watch this episode? So, like the- Zero effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we get to, yeah, when we get to some of the worst episodes, it's like, would you turn it off? Or if you're hungover and relaxed and you're sitting comfortably and this comes on, do you dislike it enough to shut it off? How far away would the remote be in that uh, in that scenario? In that scenario, it's like just out of reach. Oh, if it's like a noisy like jut to get it, if I have to go uh, and get it, I'll get it. If it's standing up, forget about it. Yeah. But I would watch this one yeah, probably definitely. all the way through. I'd also be on my phone at the same time. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not one you have to pay attention to to get, but you'll get it. There's not many Simpsons things you need to watch and really pay attention to to get all the jokes. Mm. Yeah, because of so many repeated viewings and so many repeated... It's ingrained, yeah. ...quotings, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the wackiness of this episode. This is very fucking wacky. <laughs> There's a lot of um, slapstick comedy in yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of kind of, like, Looney Tunes-esque jokes. Like, when he dashes from the phone over to where the NASA guys are talking to Barney, he's just a blur yeah. until he arrives there. And then he pushes him aside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole notion of him going into space, super wacky. So like, yeah, in this question and the next one, I like to talk about wackiness and heart of the Simpsons. Cause I think they're two important elements that, um, exist in the Simpsons universe. And, um, it's not that either one is, um, a good or a bad thing. They can both be good yeah, and bad and at times. We found that when they're in balance, yeah. it's usually the best episode. So yeah, just a bit more on the wackiness. Yeah. Just sending him out to space. That's what you do on the third movie, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, very, yeah. very, very so what, se- what season is this one? Season five? Five, yeah. yeah so pretty early to be aimed. To be Traditionally, aimed. you're kind of thinking about maybe marrying off a character or two characters falling in love, but not sending someone to space. Yeah, yeah. Unusual step for the writers of The Simpsons. Yeah. I haven't oh. seen... I watched all of Full House. It never happened there. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> all those episodes, nine seasons of Seinfeld. Not no, once did they go to space. Not, not even Cape Canaveral. Yeah, not even once. What's the deal with dehydrated food? Oh, that's how they should have had the finale end. Uh, instead of Jerry saying why don't we go to Paris why don't we just go to Mars <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amusing at least uh, Kramer in a spaceship would definitely be wacky comedy yeah absolutely 
<laughs> Kramer in a spaceship. Um, there was actually a fair bit of violence in this one as well. The NASA guy <laughs> knocks four people in total <laughs> unconscious, threatens another one. Uh, Homer tries to beat up an astronaut in space with an inanimate carbon rod. Um, Glass and killer ants are flying everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can we talk about the hail ants bit? I can't believe Ken we haven't mentioned Brock- it yet. Ken Brockman just is just immediately willing to bow down to his intergalactic overlords. <laughs> what do you think? Now that I think about it, do you think that that is another nod against the Fox Corporation? Is that the the what? So Ken the, Brockman the face, is Fox. Yeah. Well, no, the face of uh, Ken Brockman is yeah. you know, is basically the the Fox News. No, the point the. Right. What am I trying to say? The figurehead of the Simpsons because they're their front media outlet. Mm-hmm. Sure. Suddenly, you know, the Simpsons get bought out by Fox. Ken Brockman instantly changes his uh, alliance to <laughs> Space Ants. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's another like a subtle jab at Fox again, which I never thought about sure. until just then. Yeah, I could I see that. That makes an odd sort of sense. <laughs> I mean, it might just be that he wants to. Yeah. Being control of the ants and not yeah. being a slave. That might <laughs> not be uh, satire at all. I still Just love, as, yeah. I'm sorry, I still love how quickly they get up concept art of an ant enslaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to think the guy drawing the picture is just on board as Ken Brockman is. Maybe yeah. even more so. <laughs> yeah. Or they've just really, really prepared for every type of invasion. It's like, okay, Danny, bring up the uh, ant overlords. What is it? Uh, I think it's K16. Yeah. K16? No, that's Sloth Overlord. Oh, Damn it. Shit. Yeah, 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 I always do this. Is this really necessary? Look, <laughs> when the time One day, comes. You are going to be happy that we prepared for these overlords. We're going to yep. be the first one with a graphic up across the nation. Yeah. Sit down and sketch this badger whipping a honey badger. <laughs> and when they're blasting us with a honey badger rays, they'll go, those guys, they already have pictures up. Good. We're, we're keeping you alive. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah and how about the heart of this episode it was a little yeah, so bit it was a little bit in the sense of Homer wanting to be respected and him yeah. and have a nice little moment where he writes hero on the back of his head yeah, yeah. so yeah. I already found that bit knowing the Simpsons goes on for much longer and as I do and the relationship between Bart and Homer I found that to be really kind of a saccharine More. sweet moment like he writes here on the side of his head but I can't ever see Bart doing that ever again yeah. in like the rest of the 25 episodes I think he would have written you know, maybe not such a dumbass or something. <laughs> but I don't think he would ever have called him hero quietly or yeah. even they have on that the side great of moment of, wow, my father, an astronaut. I am so full of. What's the opposite of shame? Yeah. <laughs> not shame? No, <laughs> not that far. Less shame? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good moment. I like the opposite of shame is not shame. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even pride. Nope. Never make it literally across halfway. Just less. Yeah, so I think obviously that's the the thematic edge for that episode. Yeah, and a little bit of Marge being supportive there, just um, getting him back in the shuttle. Yeah, I think that like Marge is supportive more often than not, though, isn't he? Sorry, Marge is supportive more often than not in an episode. Unless it's unless it's a Marge centric episode, Mm. then she's usually yeah, homie, we can do this. It's fine. We'll figure out a way to have two TVs and a kebab. Throw back the catfish. Then she's you know very supportive. Yeah, Yeah, so that kind of seemed like that was just. Otherwise, you don't have half an episode if he doesn't yeah. get on the plane. Because yeah. this is season, season five and Homer's probably had 48 jobs by now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that should be... You could add that. The Homer Simpson resume. Yeah. Astronaut, six days. I might just hand that out as my resume well, from now on and just have Homer's. It's, it's, it's in Spring Shield, I think, where Homer does list yeah, everything Yeah, yeah, list all done. of them. Yeah. And that was... Jeez, that was probably like season 
13. 14, 13, I was going to say 14. Yeah. Um, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Oh. Integrity-wise, everything's on point. And yeah, I'd say, yeah, quintessentially. Yeah. Characters behave like their characters and nothing feels off or out of place. Or, yeah, definitely. Mm. All right. Um, any other quotable moments? The only thing I've got that we haven't talked about is the moment where he regrets not meeting Mr. T <laughs> in the mall. Oh, how did I forget that? Which I do love. But, and I love the moment of that. The punchline of that is, is the best part where he goes, and I, when I got there and I asked the guy at the mall who, who works at the mall if Mr. T had come back, he just said, didn't know. <laughs> it's like, of course, the guy in the ball won't know what the hell this yeah. up to. It's a good life metaphor. Yeah. And yeah, one of those ones where it's a character telling you something someone else said, but you can hear how that um, third party said it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I love the sorrow in Homer's voice. He's like, he said he didn't know. <laughs> like he actually expected him to. Add that. Oh, next Thursday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the other question I was going to pose, I'm not sure if you guys would know this or know if this is even a thing, but I know when The Simpsons first came out, Bart was the lead, most yeah. popular character. And then after a while, yeah. Homer kind of took over because mm. obviously adults don't like Bart and then <laughs> everybody else grows up and Homer becomes the more relatable one. Do we know, because this was obviously a 100% Homer episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we know when that, uh, that change took place? Homer eclipsed Bart, yeah. Um, I'd actually say it was as early as season two. Yeah, because um, there are very early Homer-centered episodes. Like um, the one coming to mind is um, the one where he does he go to a strip club or something, and then people find out. Yeah, that's season one. That's season one. So that was a very Homer. But it was a late episode. season one. Um, yeah, that was season one. That was a very Homer-heavy episode. Yeah, but I think like one one episode's fine, but like if you maybe mm. when you when it really became the focus. Yeah, because I do remember noticing that as I was watching it when we were growing up was. Identified with Bart, Bart was the cool one. And then, especially when they were all still kind of squiggly lines, yeah, yeah. Than, that bit where they'd stand still, but they'd kind of shimmy because the animation wasn't great. <laughs> they were all very Bart heavy, and you never saw. I think there was a Lisa one, maybe with Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah, yeah. If that's still season, season one. one yeah. And yeah. then almost nothing else. And then everybody else was basically satelliting those two characters. And then much, or well, not much later on, but especially when I was getting towards the end of high school. Homer was the B-O-L and Endor. Like, he didn't care at all. Like, if they had done no other character episodes apart from Homer, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Especially the stupid Marge episodes, because they are boring. Yeah. <laughs> does Marge really love Homer? Oh, wait, she does. Everything's yeah. fine. Also, don't care. Oh, yeah. that's going to be the love season to, 20 I would love to see a recently divorced, newly single Homer Simpson yeah, spin-off. We've, we've seen it. You don't want to. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking um, about Elliot right now? No. Um, was it Drama-Rama? Oh, future drama future where they drama. separate, yeah. It's in like 2024 or something, and yeah, yeah. Homer's in a singles pad underneath the ocean because it's the future. It's a bad episode. Yeah. And we failed that one. Yeah. Speaking of failing things, let's not fail this one, but let's rank it. Wow, way to segue. I know, smooth as a baby's behind. He's actually a pro at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we have six rankings um, from worst to best. They go failure, participant, Bronze, silver, gold, and for the very, very best episodes, that which The Simpsons could not exist without, we have the Cubic Zirconia rank, which is like platinum or diamond or something. I know what a Cubic Zirconia is. I've seen The Simpsons. Excellent. (laughs) It's the world's largest Cubic Zirconia. And sneakers for sneaking. Yes, I understand. So where would you like to rank this one, Phil, for the index? I would say I'd have to give this one... A solid gold. I don't think it's. I don't think it's quintessential enough to be cubic zirconium, but it is a 
good episode that I'd happily watch again. Has a few quotable moments, a couple of good laugh out loud moments, but I don't think it's it wouldn't make my top ten. Mm. Yeah, but it's a good episode nonetheless. That's fair score. How about you, Beach? Yep, I'm also a gold. It's again, it's great. It's good fun. You laugh a lot, um, but it's one of those ones where if they had like a disc of the very best of the best of the Simpsons and this wasn't on it, I'd be like, I can understand that. Yep. I might be a little surprised, but no, I think I'd agree. Well, I thought I'd be uh, fighting you guys on this one, but no, mine's a gold as well. Unanimous gold! Yeah, um, I was surprised on this rewatch that tough. it was actually a little lighter on the jokes. Mm. And um, again, a couple of things that didn't date so well. Even the pacing of the episode's a bit slower. Mm, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's not that I'm taking it down but it is jumping the shark sending him into space but it is like justified with all its technically jumping all the sharks yeah. <laughs> every shark in the world even left shark fuck what was I listening I think what the hell is left shark, shark. I'll tell you um, but no anyway yeah I, I think yeah gold's a very very fair ranking for this one alright and so next we are going to watch um, an episode from the 14th season episode 2 um, called How I Spent My Strummer Vacation. Guys, just from the little picture on the Wikipedia page, do you remember this episode? Oh, I picked it. <laughs> no, I don't know, but there's clearly Lenny Kravitz and is that Eric Clapton? <laughs> uh, no, from left to right, that's Elvis Costello, Tom Petty, uh, Keith Richards, Homer, Mick Jagger, Lenny Kravitz, and Brian Setzer. Who the hell is Brian Setzer I don't even know I don't even know if I'm saying his name right take <laughs> that Brian Setzer yeah do better work <laughs> yeah Brian Setzer yeah but who is he click on the thing um it's just live Wikipedia stuff he's of the Guys, Brian Setzer orchestra the Brian Setzer orchestra yeah that's not a thing Doesn't yeah matter. see that, the Brian Setzer no orchestra. but what is he is he a musician or is yeah, he yeah like... he's a guitarist well he's not a very good one though is he <laughs> if you haven't heard of him why have you got the devil wears nada Oh, because that's going to be the uh, season 20 after episode we're going to watch. Oh, I thought it was, the a J- I thought it was a Kanye lyric. No. Ew. I'd never quote that. <laughs> um, anyway, on to the next one. That being Kanye? <laughs> and we are back. We just watched season... 14, 15, episode two, whatever. Yeah, season 14, episode two. Um, how I spent my strummer vacation. Guys, what'd you think? Yeah, that one's a lot of fun, I'll say. It's, it is fun. Yep. I don't know that I'd actually seen that episode before. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, was, either I have and I forgot about it, or I hadn't. I feel like you don't forget about that many iconic uh, classic rock stars. That's true. I do question their naming of Seltzer. this. Yeah, naming of this episode after Strummer, and then he's the least known person out of the, all the celebrities. Yeah, and he's not, yeah, Joe Strummer's not even there. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> or if it's like just I, Strummer as a general guitar. Yeah, I thought, I thought that's what I thought. Uh, oh, I always thought it was a reference to Joe Strummer. I don't really know but anyway, for those of you who don't know at home, this is the episode where. Um, <sighs> Okay, well, a lot happens to get to where they're going, but basically yeah. Homer goes to rock and roll fantasy camp where he is joined by um, all those people that I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, who sort of did just there for like a couple of skits each. And um, yeah. yeah. Some nice cameo voicing. and yeah. yeah, surprisingly, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger 
really clear cameo voices. Yeah, right? not bad, especially from Keith Richards. Especially from <laughs> Keith Richards. They had to stop for the heroin breaks. I yeah, clearly. Well, you, you you understand when you hire Keith Richards, you have heroin. You're getting Keith Richards, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, normally when they get, like, non-actor voice actors, mm. you know, musicians or sports stars, we, they have this, like, stilted delivery to them. Yeah, there's that um, bit out of South Park where we were listening to the vo- audio commentary on that, and they had uh, Tom York from Radiohead on it. Yeah. And they said, I never thought I'd have to tell Tom York to emote more, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas this, yeah, they, they seem to give very genuine and pretty funny performances where, you know... Mm. They, they clearly get the roles they're meant to be playing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, and yeah, from that, there are so many um, quotable moments from this episode. And, um, and and yeah, I know as a bass player, I've just been <laughs> told that almost Costello bit over and over again. Yeah, there are many fun instruments, like bass. <laughs> Who wants to be a bass player? Bloom. <laughs> Bloom. You get the double, the double face guitar that... Uh, Tom Petty had that looked like the best yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the one where you switch Flip it around and it's an electric. Oh, so cool. Um, yeah. But just on the guitars briefly, like as a musician, like they really went to a lot of animation effort in this episode. Like I can recognize a lot of the guitar oh, yeah, shapes definitely. they're using. There, there were Stratocasters, Les Pauls. Um, the, Apu was playing a Music Man Stingray bass, my favorite type of bass. <laughs> like, um, and I may like, surprise you to know, I have no favorite types of bass. <laughs> Yeah, favorite types you of stingrays. Like yes, Corvette stingray. Oh. So yeah, and just on the story, so it was like a very indicative, like of later Simpsons yeah, of is, like something we found in the later seasons. They have a very convoluted roundabout way to get to the main central mm. plot. Right. So our main comparison is you go back to uh, the softball episode. It starts with Homer eating too many donuts, starting to choke, and then instead of helping him, they all look at the softball sign-up sheet. <laughs> and that's, right. the, and and that's that how you get into the softball episode. It's really? literally about 20 seconds. Right, so this, straight away, this, yeah. is, this is yeah, a whole... Yeah, it's a whole first act um, yeah. dedicated to um, getting the family pissed off at him, mm-hmm. which they then turn around and reward yeah. him with Well, it. it's, it's really getting him yeah. to say he never got his dr- chance of having his dream yeah. of being a rock and roll yeah. hero. Which I will say... Or a playboy photographer. I'm surprised this episode didn't go that direction. Yeah, no, I like, I like <laughs> think there's an alternate version of this where they send him to playboy fantasy camp. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, maybe that's uh, Simpsons after dark. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say in this uh, instance of it, of those later seasons having that long roundabout way to get the main story, this one makes a little bit more sense because yeah. you've got the setup of him being in the dead-end job and kind of, while well, complaining about his family, kind of earning the 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 camp that he gets, mm. I think. Yeah, because ultimately what he said in the Taxi Cab Confessional show, which, actually, just quickly on that, do you guys remember those shows? Yes, yeah. like, vaguely. I think it aired here for a little while. Oh, yeah. she did much better in the States, but... No, I remember like tuning in on Comedy uh, Channel or something like late at night, especially because it was one of those shows that had um, risque. Yeah, very mm. risque. <laughs> I don't remember it really being that risque though. I think there was always the promise of risque, but oh. no delivery of. Oh, risque. I remember this one where there was um, a, um, a transgender woman who uh, picked up her phone and goes, and she goes, "Oh, hi, honey." You want me to come around? Oh, okay. Oh, so you want me to rape you? All right, that can be done. <laughs> and that was just... Right, a, no, take it back. <laughs> the one I saw was just a girl who was slightly drunk complaining about a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also 99.6% sure they're all staged anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, why would you agree to release that footage? Mm-hmm. You want to be famous? 
Well, in the case of my one, you know, she's probably a working girl, so, you know, anything to get your name out there. True. It's for advertising. Rapes rapes by Donna. (laughs) (laughs) As seen on Taxi Cab (laughs) Company. I like to think, like, modern ones would be, you get in the cab, it's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm just going to text. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very true. (laughs) I think think from the cab rides I have had, it's either going to be, it's more going to be interesting... Because of the cabbie, yeah. who's either also drunk, and I'm, then I'm wondering why I'm in there with him, or just starts being really racist. You know, and when you're drunk in a cab and you get Maccas and you offer to buy them a burger, they never say yes. <laughs> Maybe it happens so often they'll feel like they'll just get fat. Yeah, mm. yeah, true. Maybe it's our heart condition. Oh, dude, yeah. you know, this is the third time I've been out to Maccas tonight. You'd <laughs> well, if that was the case, I might become the cab driver. Yeah, they, they Maccas, pull up let's to, go. They pull up to the window, the guy in the booth is like, hey, Kevin. <laughs> you got another one? Oh yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it did take a few steps to get to the main plot of this episode. So the first act, it was um, okay. Mo refuses Homer's service mm-hmm. uh, because he doesn't have any money. So Homer goes around and finds a bunch of legal ways, ways uh, three to ways high. to get high, like licking toads and breathing thin air, <laughs> and then donating blood. And <laughs> also, how many how many jobs is that teenage? The the teenage boy in Springfield have oh squeaky voice teen he has yeah. every job he's like and every time they need someone who's customer service yeah. automatically him I'm pre- <laughs> pretty sure it's actually just a stage of puberty in Springfield you have to go through yeah. st- squeaky well, teen voice there's, stage there's the clone theory of Springfield uh, so. what's that oh that's that Springfield is home to a very advanced cloning laboratory <laughs> that keeps getting some of them very very right in terms of homers who have clearly died many times yep uh, squeaky voice teens. Oh, and Raphael. Uh, Raphael, the guy, the guy with the highly Jewish voice. Where to? Uh, he's more like Brooklyn. Sorry, Brooklyn. Sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Sarcastic guy. Sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah. Exposing your racism. Yeah. Uh, he's I, mixing up his type of New York people. I know. New Yorkers. <laughs> Jewish. And they're the other either kind. From Ju- they're Jewish or they're from Brooklyn. <laughs> they're either from Israel or Brooklyn. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. One's not on the Gaza Strip. Well. I just haven't been to New York. Or Gaza Strip. That's not in New York? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? So anyway, yeah, um, Mo finally relents and gives him a beer and Homer gets wasted really quickly. So Mo shoves him into a cab and then yeah. Homer gets on the taxi cab confessional, which gets Ed and the Simpsons family are watching TV. The, the next day. Oh, because, yeah, <laughs> Monkey Trauma Center got preempted. Well, also, know. it was clearly like 6.30 in the in the evening and they're yeah. showing taxi cab confessionals. And then they all decide to watch it. Yeah. It and, like, oh, and that's an amazing turnaround. You yourself as a video editor know <laughs> that would have been a... <laughs> that would be a terrible show to work on. <laughs> well, uh, especially to cancel an existing show. Especially to get to on air the next day. Yeah. That shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. Um, and so it, um, that's the act break the family pissed off at him then we come back from yeah, the act yeah, break yeah he's complaining about you know then you get some job with you have to not play guitar and not take photos of naked ladies and feel <laughs> yourself get fat and bald kiss your yeah. dreams goodbye and so yeah then in the second act that's when um, the family like go to take him off on some mysterious journey and Homer's like oh god they're gonna kill me and um, they're like no no we took you to rock and roll fantasy camp turns out you had a point and we are kind of jerks sometimes so we're letting you live out your dreams and then he goes to rock and roll fantasy camp a few skits around there with the six guest stars and then um, that's pretty much the second act and then the third act is 
a mess. <laughs> There's a lot of things in one in one section of the. Yeah, he doesn't want to return to the home life, so they give him another gasp at fame by being what he thinks is going to be a rock legend. In fact, he's just a roadie. But yeah. Then, yeah, then calamity. To be fair, though, they do say to him, we're putting on a charity gig tomorrow night. Why don't you come and be part of it? And they don't yeah. go, as a roadie at any point. <laughs> so he understandably gets his hopes up, invites all his friends around to see him rock out because yeah. he requests 40 <laughs> guest passes. And then yep. uses six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume that he sold the others for profit. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Smart. SMRT. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, and yeah, for the record, um, they say uh, Mick Jagger says to Homer, "Tap the mics and say tests." Mick Jagger would know you don't tap mics; it's bad oh, for oh, them. Yeah, he oh, he's a musician. Maybe and a those mics needed punishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all the mics are naughty. And <laughs> I want to tap this mic now. So bad. <laughs> but you're standing right there. We're doing it anyhow. But you won't I'll, I'll edit. I'll edit out those taps. We get a school mom you. <laughs> I will right school mom you. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, I do think that third act is a bit of a mess, though. Where like, um, like I, uh, yeah, I said calamity on the fly, and I'm not gonna back it up. It's a calamity. Yeah, because they um, Homer like okay, um, they he thinks he's gonna be a rock star, and they're like, oh no, we need you to do roadie work, and mm-hmm. he gets up and does roadie work, and all his family are like, oh, we're disappointed in him now, and then. Yeah. He grabs a guitar and it's like, yay, I'm a guitar But it's now. fun, like it's goofy and it's all over the place, but you enjoy it. And that's the thing, first time watching that, you're not really sure where it's going to go. You didn't let me get to the bit where the six rock stars mount a <laughs> Satan car and chase after him, well, setting I him on fire. The people knew. <laughs> yeah. It does seem like they had 20 minutes worth of story to wrap up in six and a half minutes for that mm. section. Yep. And it was... Because you could have closed it out a lot better if you know Homer had gone home and decided to start his own rock group, yeah, and played on the top of most tavern, but got thrown cats thrown at them or something. Yeah. <laughs> a, a wi- or George Harrison drives by and goes, "It's been done." Yeah, <laughs> like, Sim- oh, double episodes. reference. Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons referencing their own Simpsons, referencing the Beatles. Actually, that's what I was going to say. In Deep Space Homer, they do do that um, uh, chips bit again um, in the episode where Kodos and Kang abduct them. And uh, it's a not a Halloween episode either. Yeah, but no, really. The, the, not, the non-canon season episode where they get abducted and they go to planets and stuff. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. It's like insane in terms of continuity because they've gone to space. Oh, okay. There's a crossover, a crossover episode with Futurama where they go to the future and it's canonical because it's not a Halloween episode. It's like, oh, okay. this is stupid. That's and weird. yeah, and that episode exists in a realm where there's tiny little bark creatures that evolved from little rabbits. Okay. Yeah, it's insane. Fucking off the wall. At least they were making sense in this 14th season episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's not amazing, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. It is fun. Actually, that's another thing I wanted to mention is I'm not actually sure who this episode... Well, I mean, I guess it's for rock and roll fans because, like, I mean, I like this episode, but I, I can't imagine someone who doesn't like rock and roll. Like, I don't even like half those acts and, like, this is just yeah. a ridiculous amount of fun, this episode for me. It's yeah. more of... Look at the amount of people we got to got to get into this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not like it was cool to see Keith Richards and Co do stuff, but seeing them in the Simpsons is like especially now, just like yeah. I might have been impressed with that when I was fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, because that's I think round about this time this rolled around, I was just getting into like stones and you know, yeah, me classic too. rock things. So that was very cool for me to see Simpsons something from now that I liked mixed with something from 
a previous era that I was just getting into. So that was very cool. But, yeah, because um, yeah, this was, would have been about 2002, 2003. Something like that, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, time for the questionnaire. Uh, so, Phil, you don't think you've seen this one? Um, Beach, do you remember watching this back in the day? Any memories and such? Um, as I think I've mentioned previously on one of these, I had already established myself as a smug classic rock connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, again, pretty stoked to see all these, these acts come together on The Simpsons and be quietly smug. Like, oh, I get that reference. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I know strut, strut, school mom, everyone's naughty. <laughs> And yeah, I've heard of the Brian Setzer Orchestra. No one's heard of the Brian Setzer Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> or Brian Setzer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah remember the bass bit. And I, I, I do remember liking this a lot in high school because, yeah, yeah we could yeah show how knowledgeable we were. I also quite part. like um, the, the brief moments where uh, Mick Jagger gets to be the uh, stuffed shirt school dean Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. I think that was the, the, probably the most quotable quote out of that episode was him being essentially Principal Skinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this an episode you revisit much? Again, when it's on. When it's on. I think you're the only one who intentionally revisits stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Where the rest of us just kind of collide with episodes when they come along. Totally. Um, Share their orbit. Yeah. Any, epi- uh, any jokes you only noticed just on this viewing? Uh, I think all of them. Yeah, <laughs> again. <laughs> um, the only one I did notice is then I know I'm, I'm more aware of who, you know, when Lenny Kravitz says, why don't do it, but such and such does. Who was that again? Oh, uh, um, fucking Footloose. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I think I missed the name Kenny Loggins a bunch of times the yeah. time I caught it. Not only because I didn't know who Kenny Loggins was, but he wasn't in any other part of the episode. Yeah. Also, oh, is Kenny Loggins known crotch stuffer? Is that, is that a thing he's been accused of in the I'm past? I'm willing to say that now. I feel like there was a missed chance to use the term danger zone, yeah. Yeah. He likes to stuff his danger zone. Yeah, that's true. I could have, if I had been thinking more clearly, I yeah. would have put that But together. he's got a better cameo in Archer, so... Yeah. Oh, totally. Do you watch Archer, Phil? No, I don't. Oh, it's great. So good. I can't do the Archer podcast, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Petty gets in a car that says save our public schools yeah. and it's like... The... No, it's a June buggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> visual gag where they all get in their cars one's a June bunny one's like a Formula One car you can yeah. kind of see something else ridiculous coming you're like nice <laughs> they'd have crazy cars but yeah nice little callback to that bit because I guess one of my problems with the episode is that it did feel like that second act was just a bunch of sketches that related around those yeah. rock stars yeah, it was absolutely. like you, you, yeah, your second act is you're there for your guest stars and the rest of it is just exist to yeah. get them in and out. it was literally they could have gone alright now let's go over to Tom Petty's corner and learn about yeah chords and now let's go to brian stetzer whatever his name is they're at seltzer <laughs> brian seltzer and learn about an- a- antacids like that was very much a now we'd get the uh, money's worth out of these slabs and now these yep. slabs and now these slabs and now quickly let's Yep. Yeah, and and I like how Kenny uh, Lenny Kravitz was reduced to just being a fashion guy. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. He doesn't really have any Although, value as a composition. Interestingly really. enough, uh, oh, his I, I his move it. into cinema in the Hunger Games, he's just giving fashion advice. Oh, that's true. It is. <laughs> so is. maybe this is all he wants to do, and he's like, they keep making me sing. I think literally they've gone. Well, I've heard. Lenny Kravitz music and I've seen a photo of Lenny Kravitz the photo <laughs> is the better part of those two equations yeah, yeah, yeah. let's focus on the looking at Lenny Kravitz rather <laughs> than the listening to because I defy anyone I know in this room but I defy anyone in the world to tell me they have Lenny Kravitz on their iPod yep or to list more than three of his songs oh yeah Get Away yep 
a terrible remake of American Woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. But I do know that he has an outy belly button. Then, so oh, he's, you didn't he's even a freak. do the big, big one. Because um, uh, Fly get, Away uh, was the big one. No, it's, it's Fly Away. Is it Fly Away? Well, well, that's what I meant when I said Get Away. Because that's, it's, well it's, I that's the first line. I want to get away. Yeah. And, and that's all. That's when I turn it off. So that's all I've heard. <laughs> and then the classic... Get away. Go are my you going to go my way? There's a and it ain't over till it's over. So many tears we cried. Oh. Forget the love really? of life. That's Lenny Kravitz? Yeah. I really thought that was a chick. Yeah, he usually doesn't fall Is that Lenny Kravitz? That is Lenny Kravitz, sir. Are you pulling right. my leg? Well, hey, I, I'm a rock and roll fan. I, I get mean, all the references. Jesus I'm just glad that I'm calling you a liar. Yeah. Stop making music. You know what? If, has, has Weird Al ever parodied him? Oh, surely he has. I can hear the accordion going... Dun, 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 Maybe in there, like the... Polka. The polka yeah. that he does. I don't think it's worth three minutes of uh, Weird Al's no. time. No. <laughs> See, there you go. All <laughs> um, right. Well, I really hope you're not Larry, Lenny Kravitz listening to this. Yeah, I, th- I hope he is and complains so much that we get more ratings. We'll definitely take your fan base. <laughs> and when I say we, I mean Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> we just get to show up, wreck things, and leave. It's great. Go check out DavePlusOne.com as well. <laughs> Shameless plugs. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I seem to benefit from that. Um, do you see yourself watching this episode again? Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Yeah, I'd say no. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fine. You do very much get everything from the first viewing. Yeah, there's no return. It doesn't feel like there's there's nothing in there that I could really quote again in conversation mm. or in apart from maybe the baseline. But apparently, it's yeah, heard that it's already. sort of a bunch of music yeah. specific situations yeah. that if you want to piss off a bass player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun interest me. I've already figured out ways to piss off bass players and it's going, dude, I've only got stumpy fingers. I can't play guitar. And they all go, I also have stumpy fingers and that's why I play bass. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> stumpy fist pump. <laughs> My fist is fine. It's the fingers that the sausage like. I can still fist pump. <laughs> um, let's talk about the wackiness. Um, yeah, pretty wacky. Pretty it's, pretty high up there. These yeah, rock and roll it, fancy fantasy camps have Kip Winger at best. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and even then, even if you got that, they're still not going to chase you around with a flaming Satan head. No, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the definition of wacky, isn't it? Yeah. Or give it to you at the end and prop the top of your car onto the body of the Satan head. <laughs> I feel like he stole it. He wasn't given it. Yeah. I feel yeah, like he's just he's, he did just say I got this cool suit. Yeah. Mm. But they didn't seem like be in the mood to be. We're going to gift you this broken Satan head car. Yeah, the flame apologetic at the end, but I think that'd be more interesting in getting Tom Petty's toe back on. I think Tom Petty would definitely yeah. be more interested. Yeah. I, like I did write a note that says Tom Petty's toe, but I can't remember why now. Yeah, <laughs> I, forgot think I think it was funny. A little well, bit. Well, yeah, the, the, they, they unfolded it in a good way, which is where Homer mentioned it, and then Tommy, Tom Petty came up on screen again. It was like, hey, uh, you haven't seen my... And Lisa was like, no, 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 we already discussed that. Sorry, I will say the other bit I did quite like is when he knocks off Elvis Costello's hat and glasses. <laughs> my image! <laughs> yeah, yes. That was good, yeah. <laughs> that I quite like. So the heart of this episode, I guess we had the bumps in uh, where um, the, the Marge so- uh, gives him the rock and roll fantasy. Yeah, camp. you got the sense of futility of growing up and falling into a rut that you didn't really plan for yourself, but now you're here and, hey, you've got to do it because you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing what he has to for the people who depend on him rather than the things that he wants to do. Which is entirely not Homer's life. He spends his entire life doing things he wants to do. Yeah. And then making up for the ramifications afterwards. But this is just... Yeah. But I feel it's a very human thing to have that balance between doing something you hate for people you love, but also mildly 
was that a good point? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think it was a good turn for Marge to um, end up going, hey, we kind of recognise you had a point. And, like, for them to actually give him something instead of, like, be mad at him, I thought was a good... Yeah. Uh, gone with a different I think for me, that was the most unrealistic part of this episode. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, Everything else was fine. Yeah. That's never happening. <laughs> you, if you ever slag off your family on national TV while drunk, they're not going to come up and go, you know what, we think you're all right. <laughs> Take a holiday on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Hmm, for the most part, it's very much in this way Simpsons does or used to do celebrity cameos. Yeah. Being, having them have their fun, but also a little taking the piss out of them a little bit. Like, yeah. Don't you have a crotch to stuff, Lenny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. That's, that's how they use their celebrities a lot is get them in in a you know flat kind of way, but then get, give them little jibs and jabs to yeah. to deal with I think overall it's probably it, I wouldn't say it's quintessential Simpsons because mm. it's mm. Every, it's really this is a bottle episode that I don't want to say panda sounds pretty hard caters to the, the celebrities that they, that they have there like they just went hey look let's get a bunch of rock stars in and we'll do an episode on that I'll show you why okay let's figure out why Homer meets mm. all these rock yeah. stars that, I think that's it how that came out like it was built backwards yeah definitely I think yeah. they went from guys in three months' time, we can get these five, six, seven rock stars in for an episode. Let's write something where that happens. Mm. And they're like, okay, well, let's do it this way and, and wrote it backwards. Yeah. Which is why I think that front end, the first act is so in-depth and convoluted because it's... Because they were stretching the time of it or... Well, I think it's just because they really had to try and make a way that wasn't just the Rolling Stones visit Springfield. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Um, yeah, it, di- it didn't just immediately out of the gate was, <gasps> it's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones, their new album. How- yeah, yeah, because if you remember the episode where they get, I don't actually know if they actually got George Bush in, but when George Bush nah. moves, <laughs> moves next to Homer, like that's really fast. It's like a garage sale and then he turns up Quarter the way the through the first, yeah. the and first he just day, shows up. It's not he's not there because of the garage sale. It yeah. just happens during. Yeah, whereas this was obviously orchestrated towards that and I think yeah. that was kind of like we can get these guys but we've only got them for obviously two thirds of the time it takes to record an episode so they can't be in the first act at all yeah. let's leave it as a surprise do all this ham-fisted cameo yeah. stuff yeah. in the second act and then we'll do some sense and stuff in the, in the third yeah and and yeah the, and that's sort of where the third fell apart it just felt like that was just like one more obstacle for the sake of extending the story where uh, yeah, I just wish it ended a diff- uh, the episode had ended differently. Yeah, I can understand that. Although, like I said, the way they do a lot of the, or at least some of the more recent episodes where they get celebrity cameos, I'm going to point specifically to the Lady Gaga one, where they just kiss her ass the entire time. Oh. Like, so boring. You want to just... Nah, oh, yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's like... If you get her on Is she like, wearing a meat dress the whole time? No. I don't remember, actually. But no. <laughs> Terrifying. It's a spe- like, yeah, get her on, fine. She's a big name, whatever. But then, you know, have jokes at her expense or make fun of her meat dress or something. That's just nothing. But it's almost like she wrote it, it and she was yeah. totally Mary suing it because at one point, like, Lisa's like, oh, I have low self-confidence. And she goes, oh, you just got to do what I do. Me, Lady Gaga. And it's, like, like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's totally delivered in that way. Oh, it's wow. yeah, painful, almost disgusting. Painful, yeah. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. It's All right. Terrible. <laughs> um, let's rank this thing. Oh, any other quotable moments? I'm, I think uh, I'm good. Let me check my notes. I'm pretty sure I'm good. 
There might be some fun. I mean, there's like, you know, I stayed up all night and then I took pills. Yeah. Now I'm afraid. Of, but that's great. Not, bit. It's, it's fun, but it's not something you say to people because they're going to look at you weird. Mm. Um, I do have written down, so long, jerks. Oh, yeah. We're running to stay behind the car, are you, jerks? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I, have, I have boring with double exclamation marks, but that's not really quotable. Boring. <laughs> boring. Yep. And uh, no one go in the hallway closet till I say it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, that's why did you tell them I had violent diarrhea? Yeah, you did, did have violent diarrhea. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, a great excuse to get out of work because no one wants to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, oh, it's totally. Thing. Just give them an excuse no one's going to want to talk about. Yeah, totally. Just something that'll make the manager go, oh, I'm going to clean the phone now. <laughs> Correct. Is that something? Yeah. Um, let's rank this thing. Vage, uh, kick it off. So my heart was on silver before it played, and now I'm like a splons. Splons. Um. <laughs> What's blonde? Between silver and bronze, but you're not allowed to split. Not allowed to split. <laughs> well, makes... why then a word to split? Because, because it's fun making words. You nougatine wafer. I thought you'd know that as one of the co-writers of Dave Plus One. See it now on YouTube and DavePlusOne.com. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but DavePlusOne.com is a great place where I spend a lot of my time. Yeah. It's far better than that other rival site, awesome. MSN.com. Yeah, also at DavePlusOne on Instagram and Twitter. And also, hash... T- uh, at underscore day plus one. Oh, add-ons, yeah. Hashtag day plus one. <laughs> so, uh, okay, my strict critic side says bronze. The fact that I enjoyed the indulgence of it says silver. Mm. I'm going to obey my critic and say bronze. All right. It's a tough call because I do I do enjoy it. Like I said, it's it's fun to see these rock stars playing Simpsons characters, basically. Yeah. But um, in true criticism form, I think it's going to have to go bronze because, yeah, you're right. It's just... It, goes a lot of wacky pointless places in the end yeah getting there is difficult although there's some good jokes yeah oh be nice to me i donated blood there we go (laughs) yeah that was a good one that's in the first egg before anything happens so um yeah what are you gonna rank it i'd have to go bronze as well i was gonna go silver because i forgot what became what was between silver and terrible (laughs) (laughs) really now gold silver blank terrible blank blank terrible there were two other ones i didn't know what they were like well, there's two bronze other things that aren't terrible, yeah. but um, yeah, I think bronze. It's not a bad episode per se, but it's far from their great episode. Mm. I think they weigh heavily on the guest judge or the guest. Yeah, it's going to come down to be, a lot how much you care about the. Yeah, guests. if you love everything that Mick Jagger does, you'll love this because mm. he's quite good in it. Yep. Or same for Tom. If Petty, you like or, having, uh, you know. Uh, blum, blum, Keith Ridges talk about the importance of putting up the storm windows. Oh, winter's coming. <laughs> yes. Which is a great joke. That was actually, that made, that made me laugh at the end where he says, winter's coming. And I'm like, they predicted <laughs> Game of Thrones? Yeah. Keith Richards of all people? Um, actually, he could be the Frost King. Oh, wow. 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 Oh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. I don't get it. Mind break. Shut up. Doesn't like Game of Thrones. <laughs> and yeah, when Can I do watch the... Game of Thrones? I th- I'm, I'm actually thinking right now. that might be a good co- podcast. Elliot finally watches Game <laughs> of Thrones. Like where I wait until the series is over because they're only going to do eight, I've been told. They're, yeah. For the next season. They're, they've got a no, definite cut off. last season. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, but so also... Like, really? It's gonna, that, that'll just be everyone listening to you for... 172 hours going we know Elliot. <laughs> can you believe it be, yes we can we got over like, that 10 oh years guys ago. <laughs> the, John, um, what's his name and, and Una Chaplin are getting married this is going to be amazing <laughs> hashtag yeah. love weddings <laughs> <laughs> they've picked red for the bride <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, that'll just be Elliot Jenny. will talk about the boobs in Game of the Thrones. <laughs> it's gotten a lot less booby lately, though. Yeah. Wieners, wieners, wieners. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna wait. Look, me personally, I want to give it a silver, but part of this is I recognise that it's got a. Um, I got to be thinking of the audience appeal as well, and ultimately, mm. I think this episode entertains me and anyone else yeah. who's kind of a rock fan. Um, and so, like for that reason, and how messy the third act is, um, yeah, I got to go give it a bronze, wow. which means still a good episode, still yeah, an episode no, that I had fun with. May would I watch it again? Maybe, maybe not, but. It didn't offend me, and I don't think it offended well, the legacy of the show. As, as an individual, I would silver it, but as a critic, I'm going to bronze. That's the thing. Mm. I really like it, but then I like the cast. See, as an individual and not thinking about anybody else, I give it a bronze. La-dee-da. You can you can pander to your audience, my friend. I'm pandering to me. I didn't like it that much. Gets a bronze. Not even a splons. Not even a splons. Or a brilva, if you want. Sounds like vulva. <laughs> and there's something wrong with vulva? I mean, no, but I don't like to say it. Brilliant. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Just made it worse. Um, so next uh, and finally tonight, we're going to watch The Devil Wears Nada. It's the fifth episode of the 21st season. Um, does this uh, does it sound familiar at all? Just on title, probably not. So I'm just reading the no, shortboard gag, and it says, "I do not have the hots for my mom." Wow, that's yeah, serendipitous. That's, I'd like to say that's the um, the best part of this uh, episode, and I think it is. Uh, just, <laughs> oh, this wow. episode is a fucking dumpster fire. Cool, let's get drunk. <laughs> I mean, yes, let's do that. On on podcast, you say nodding. Nod. And we are back and we just watched the fifth episode of the 21st season, The Devil Wears Nada. Guys, what'd you think? It was weird. Yeah, yeah, super weird. It's a very weird episode. Yeah. Um, so just a brief synopsis for those at home. Um, Carl gets promoted to the new supervisor of Sextus 7G and Homer becomes his, like, um, whipping boy. Personal, personal Anne assistant. Ha- yeah. He's Anne Hathaway in Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, to Carl's Meryl what, Streep. That's terrifying analogy. That's great. No, that's but literally what I was going No, no, yeah, but the it's whole terrifying. Paris section of it. Lovely Anne Hathaway is now Homer Simpson. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my life. <laughs> and um, and I don't know which is the B and which is the A story, but also another storyline that's happening in this episode. Marge yeah. and her charity friends pose for a nudie calendar, but Marge is the only pictures that end up in the nudie calendar. Then the whole town ogle her, but accept her at the same time. Yeah, and I think and it's more like a split A story because yeah. she's, you know, enjoying the, the eroticism of her new position, mm. but Homer is too tired and too stressed out from his job to satisfy her womanly needs. Which, um, of course, 
leads her to potential adultery. Yeah. yeah. With Ned Flanders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like a weird episode because, I mean, you're right with the, the A story is, is Homer's move to mm. uh, the personal assistant. Yeah. But in the B story where Marge and her charity friends decide to shoot a calendar a la, I think the movie's Calendar Girls or yep. potentially the full Monty. Mm. Um, the only reason she ends up having racy photos is because she got drunk and the photographer took advantage of that and use those photos in the calendar. Yep. Which, and you mentioned that like the whole, te- like even though they're slutty and Bart's getting teased about it at school and everyone's going, oh, look at your mom in the calendar. Oh, it's amazing. Nobody seems to mind. Like normally Marge would yeah, have a moral outrage about that. Not a point. Well, yeah, Marge especially, yeah. Yeah, and there's clearly photos within that calendar that you can't show to screen. Mm. So it yeah, obviously it was, gets pretty racy. It was a very, it was a big... Uh, subtraction for what Marge usually is which is the uptight goody two shoes prude but even when she mm. goes to church and I think that's the qualifying factor is everyone at church is empowered yeah, okay by her sexuality yeah even though they're all holding the calendars out in the front of church which is with also- their kids around and just yeah acting really pervy and gross like and around yeah. children as like, well it felt like it was going to go a very different direction for a while there there was yeah. going to be trying to stop this calendar thing maybe as a metaphor for internet something mm. and but no yeah, but it was it was a way to give Marge the impetus to want to engage in which was one of many behavior. um simpsons did at moments where they've done this before where Marge gets breast implants yeah so, what yeah there's yeah. an episode what <laughs> Yeah, Marge accidentally gets breast implants. But it's a modelling. I know I'm going to. I'm going to regret this question. How do you accidentally get breast implants? Um, they meant. Yeah, to give she it goes to... in for a tummy tuck, and he gets her confused with the mayor's mistress. Yep. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's an episode. <laughs> but yeah, and terrifying. unlike in that one, Homer's not up to the task in this one, and um, yeah, um. I don't know, he felt like really off point in this episode as yeah, well. Yeah, as in there was no point for him to care so much about being Carl's uh, assistant. No, and he seems good at this job. That's not Homer. I know. No, and he didn't like do anything untowards or screw anything up as no. the whole Homer job. Like there's a lot of complicated tasks that normal Homer wouldn't be able to do. And they could have put that together quickly with being, well, he's my friend and I want him to succeed, maybe? Or mm. just something, because why does he care? Why doesn't he just screw it up like everything else and go home? But no, they were just kind of doing the Devil Wears Prada. And yeah. I think they literally just took the script out of that and changed all the names Pretty much. to yeah. their character <laughs> names. And, and being something, I wouldn't say expert, but uh, person. You can be an expert on the Devil Wears Prada, that's fine. No, yeah. I was going to say on chick flicks, but even then, it's a terrible movie. No, I agree. Yeah. I've oh. also seen it for reasons I can't explain <laughs> but yeah it's also terrible. I did it for research yeah I did it because I couldn't get off the couch um, <laughs> but I think this is like one of those other sec- one of the another fictional story in movie slash TV where mm. there is the reason that the female character may commit or is tempted to commit adultery is not because she's sexually attracted to somebody else but she's been forced into a corner because of the actions or inactions of the man. So mm. if Homer was pleasing her in a husband and wife relationship, she wouldn't have cause to accidentally become attracted to Ned Flanders. But because her whole hand's forced in that direction, like she wasn't responsible for the photos or the calendar or the attention. Mm. She wasn't, Homer's not responsible for, but then Homer's responsible for not paying her enough attention and satisfying her libido. So therefore, when he leaves for Paris... 
she's almost coerced into by at least by the coerced by the script mm, into yeah. adultery which is like at no point is it put upon her that this is her choice that she's yeah, making it removes her all, all her agency yeah exactly her yeah which i find three kinds of bullshit frankly yeah because <laughs> in the and it's many many seasons before this but the episode where homer and Mindy. Mindy? Yeah. yeah. Like that was him in a conflict of interest and a yeah. conscious, uh, crisis of conscience and he had to make the decision, tempted one way, loyalty to the other and makes that decision at the crossroad. But for this, it's basically, she has a moment where she's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. You need to leave. And that's exactly when Homer turns up and goes, yeah. I love you after all, baby. Let's go upstairs and yeah, this bump uglies. And it, yeah, and it wasn't like them resolving anything and you just think, oh, wow, well, if the reflection hadn't have hit the frame of Homer and Marge on yeah. Ned Flanders' glasses, then that was going. Then that was the thing that stopped Marge from doing it. Like, that's so weak. Yeah, like, and exactly. And the thing that saved that marriage was Homer quit his job and flew back from Paris mm. knowing the consequences, whereas Marge... Did nothing. Didn't like she. And she was, didn't. Was she didn't have a moment where she's like, "This is not wrong. You should leave. I'm going to wait." Because even though I understand my husband's busy and all these other things, mm. that's why this is happening. It's not. It's not a normal scenario. It was he had to quit his job to save her from ruining their relationship because he wasn't paying enough attention to their relationship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for, for what all of a week? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It wasn't even a long time, and we've. Ne- I've not seen Marge in that kind of like sexually aggressive position mm. before so it's like she has one episode where she's like oh I am sexy after all make love to me homie <laughs> and homie's like oh, I'm, I worked a hundred hour week and I've taken us to a romantic location but I'm just too tired to do anything and she's like oh well I'm disappointed but not, I understand you're working a hundred hour week yeah. and this is a fucked up scenario and I can you know we can deal with that it's like oh well now I don't feel appreciated when the whole town is literally appreciating me instead <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just a really easy trope to go into for making the girl have a possible scenario where she might go off and be unfaithful, mm. but it's but not no not any of her. Yeah, yeah no. it's not her choice. It's just this is where she's been pushed to. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, the episode also led to some really dark moments, like oh, and, and oh, and the stupid fantasies. Um, yeah, we'll start with yeah. that. Uh, the stupid fantasy with the car race at the beginning. Yeah, they they dream. Okay, now Carl's in charge. We can go to have a mini car chases throughout the entire power plant, which go and the whole sequence just goes for too long. And yeah, like, spent like is this an ad for mini or something? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a like a gag for the French uh, French Italian job. Yeah, 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 but then it wasn't. No, and uh, and uh, God, the other fantasy ones. Yeah. Uh, Homer with uh, the uh, the guys trying to start the boat as a yeah, metaphor yeah. for his um, engine's not running. Yeah. Oh, there was some dark stuff. And, and then the guy kills himself. The guy that? wraps the wow. motor cord around his neck, drops the boat motor in the water, and goes and goes flying with yeah. it. So to, maybe you can explain that a little bit more. There was a bit where Homer and Marge get into bed together, and Marge is raring to go, and it yeah. goes into her Thought head, and you can and see she's got a giant cruise ship called the SS Libido, and they oh, shirt, they're shirtless yeah. guys throwing coal into the boilers and she's like literally raring to go and then it swings into Homer's mind and it's a guy in, like in a, a Jewish dude or maybe a Brooklyn uh, no, guy it's a droopy oh, dog oh, voice it's that guy the droopy <laughs> dog voice guy sitting in a little tiny apple motor, motor boat where he can't yeah. start the boat well, so he instead instead of starting it he just pulls the ripcord out ties it around his neck throws the apple motor off <laughs> the side of the boat and goes into the water I was like I was literally like, holy fuck, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this guy killed himself in a terrible, terrible way 
and the other suicide joke where um uh rod and todd because flanders had gotten accidentally hit in the head by a croquet mallet from marge where did those croquet mallets come from anyway anyway um and um rod and todd were like oh my god we were worried that you'd die and we'd have to live with uncle kenny and his weird friend david and then flanders goes Oh, I'd put rocks in your pockets and throw you in the water before that happened. Yeah, and walk like, you into the ocean. Jesus. Yeah, yeah walk was, you into well, the ocean. What was weird is before that, there's a reference to a Dr. Sheldon Lowenstein, and I, Lowenstein. Reser- I researched Lowenstein. it. The first hit is Facebook, so I didn't click it, and the next two are just Simpsons quotes. So it's like, is this person famous for something or not? Well, I don't know, because there was the, the um, Marge's Fear of Flying episode where she goes, uh, whenever the wind uh, blows, I'll re- remember the name Lowenstein, Lowenstein. No. My name is Zweig, But it, it feels like it's a reference to something that yeah, I can't right. find it. And I don't know, well, maybe... It's just an internal Simpsons reference to any to anyone doctor. Called... I, yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. It feels like a reference to any doctor, but it's, a, it's not a joke I get. And we've watched, watched a lot of these mm. episodes. So, look, in the start, there was at least a few jokes and gags I liked peppered throughout. Like, yeah, I liked of... the, you know, great ocean view behind this sign. That's yeah, just there, a there classic. were a couple of chuckle moments. Um, I did really like, there were a couple of, uh, there was when uh, Carl gets promoted, he gets the executive washroom key. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like what Homer did when he got promoted. Yeah, that was a good throwback. I thought it was a nice little bit of, I don't know how intentional of canon that was. Much mm. like... Um, Marge gets told she has a butt that won't quit. Yeah, which yeah. Which I feel was a canon reference. Actually, and also that was a really good gag. Which you went, I heard that um, your job, your ass isn't hiring. Your pants aren't hiring because your butt won't quit. <laughs> yeah. That did make me laugh. But that's I, true. I, I want to believe it harks back to the uh, love postcard Homer sent Marge, which is, I don't know if it's the beer talking Marge, but yours is a butt that won't quit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. There was a weird princess. moment, a weird... Uh, joke where Marge is getting her photos taken by is he Mexican or a Cuban oh, I think he's meant to be the Puerto Rican uh, Cuban Mexican <laughs> yeah there's one, one of those guys and he's taking yeah. he's taking the photos and Marge takes her hat off and her hair shoots up in the air like her hair does mm. and he goes ooh pop goes the chupacabra I was like <laughs> that's weird like that's that this whole it, it really feels like this whole episode was aimed at adults yeah. For just like they were trying to be a little bit South Parky. And people don't know who Chupacabras are. Well, doesn't everyone? I've established from yelling it repeatedly that I know you don't. <laughs> I know it's a mythical dog beast from Mexico. That's because I told you that. Well, I know what it is. It's because, how I know. Uh, our parents. Is that what it is? Our parents' next door neighbor has this weird dog slash baby that makes this weird noise. And I keep saying it's a Chupacabra. <laughs> Mexican we, dog beast. We can't tell if it's a dog or a baby. Right, right. Um, so, but yeah, ultimately what uh, this uh, episode is doing badly is the characters themselves. They're not, it doesn't seem like Homer and Marge. And quite frankly, it doesn't seem like Flanders because they didn't really need much coercion into like wanting each other. They cooked dinner together and he got a little bit wet from a accidental spray (sighs) from the sprayer and the dishwasher thing yeah. and then suddenly they're both like well it's the kind of idea when writing you go alright we do something like that but not that because that's just way too like obvious it's the, yeah, yeah. The placeholder they didn't it really felt like this was maybe written during the writer's strike and so writers couldn't write on it because they were on strike so mm-hmm. the guys who weren't actual writers got to write an episode for once and they went well 
It's better than no episode. <laughs> yeah, they left And also, can we just, can I just, I've got a note here that I really feel like I need to make. There's a, a part of the episode when Marge is trying to coerce Homer into having sex and she goes, mm. well, maybe these will convince you and opens her yeah. top up. And instead of, oh, instead of yeah. showing her boobs, it showed Carl's face on each boob and they talked to him and he goes, why won't you two leave me alone? I think I've been scarred by that emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> that was not that, what that, I wanted to see. That, I didn't want to see animated boobs. No. I didn't want to see Carl's face on animated that boobs. That has maybe right? ruined boobs me for eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I gotta, past it now. i got to get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, like, I wrote that down as like going, mm, this is weird. I, that, mm. whole, that whole episode I sat through going, this yeah, is weird. It's really off. It feels like a... Aliens idea of what the Simpsons episode should be. Yeah, it's, like it's, the pieces are all there, but they're not put together correctly. No, there's yeah. no, and I think you're right, Elliot, in saying there's no character in that. Like mm. none of the characters behave like the characters that we know. Yeah, Homer's competent and a slave to work and doesn't do anything reckless or dangerous or, or stupid or yeah. fun yeah. even. Hell, he gets the names of all the people yeah. at the yeah. meeting correct. Yeah, and, and then the, he, I and he blackmails be, Carl. Yeah, I think there'd be a yeah. joke there, like. Yeah, and the only stupid thing he does is um, when he's feeding Carl the information and he goes, oh, I've been to the... Oh, the Louvre. And I hear it's closed on Mondays. Like, that was the only stupid thing that Homer did. But like that there, gag, it, by the way. It, it went through as a nice gag. And also, yeah. just to let people know, the Louvre is closed on Mondays, so don't, <laughs> don't go because you will waste your time. Zing. Go on um, the weekend, it's half price. But oh, the other bit that I hated in that section was the... Oh, um, uh, Carl, like the woman's hitting on him and she goes, oh, let's go make love. And he goes, oh, my assistant will do a sensual dance for you. Yeah, what? that came out And then Homer dances around with a handkerchief for like, like half okay, a second. And he dances around well and other people appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. It's none, none of that made any sense. Like that would have been easily the time Homer went, I can't dance. I've drank all the free champagne yeah. and I'm yeah. in my underpants on the chandelier. Like that's Homer, not this guy wearing a suit being... Like it seems like it almost seems like they got money from the marketing department for the Devil's Wears Prada to write an episode yeah. that exactly <laughs> reflects their movie and then to release that because there's I don't see any other option for it like mm. to write yeah. so away from all their characters yeah. yeah to make it unrecognizable like if you had not put their names or their faces on those bodies you would no, not know this not was a Simpsons no, episode absolutely not and and Bart as well like um it felt like his little thing was going somewhere where all the kids in his class were like, oh, your mum's hot. And like he's defending her and then he gets sent to the principal's office for pushing Nelson. He's like, and then, standing up for yourself. Where are you, Bart? And and then, yeah, they're just like, oh, well, we better make an appointment in our calendars. And they just get perfy over that and that yeah. never goes anywhere either. Yeah. I felt like that was going to be the story for a little bit. But yeah. That, this pushed Bart into some kind of... Yeah, that could have been a bit where Bart's become more rebellious than normal because he's... Yeah, because yeah. his mom's well, been objectified, yeah. Yeah, but not even Marge cares about the objectification. Yeah, no, it seems no, that, no, and it seems like that's really a thing that Lisa would have been all over. Yeah. Like, she's the, the staunch feminist women's rights thing, so she would have either been appalled by her mum doing uh, this thing to, thing, yeah, to centralise men yeah. or been... 100% for it because it was her it was choice yeah. but also we, it wasn't her choice she was drunk that, yeah, her, it not being her choice but at the same time being completely beneficial it was a very weird mid 
Yeah, it was like there was a thing that served the story in all ways because it was explored in no ways. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very good way to put it, I think. Covering oh. all bases by not even looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Covering all bases by playing football. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so, do you see yourself watching this episode no. again? I kind of wish I hadn't watched it just then. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll Actually, just. I will. I will. Yes. Um, because I'm just looking at my notes. There was. I, I wrote Bob's Burgers. Did it? Do you remember which? Oh, the dice. Because uh, they do it, they do a gag with romantic dice where one dice has a body part, the other dice has an action. Yeah, and they've already done that in Bob's Burgers where they roll it. And it says, "God damn it!" It says, "Lick feet again." I'm not licking your feet again. <laughs> and then Linda's like, "Oh come on, you don't got to do what the dice said. Lick like, the why? foot." Why? And then goes, "No, I'm not gonna lick foot." <laughs> so yeah, that my only other note was uh, Simpsons did it for the Flanders bit where they kind of in the um, the harpooned heart had a. Homer's ignoring me kind of sexually attracted yeah. to Flanders bit but uh, not in the, not in the same way and it, this was just such a blunt instrument over the head kind of way of doing it yeah exactly even that isn't a strong episode but no. at least that's just like Marge is writing a novel and it's not um, cheating on Homer with Flanders was not anything it's, it's she was ever going to do fictional Flanders yeah. and it was more the idea of uh, the idea of it rather yeah. than the actual real life of it. Mm. This is the fantasy escape. Yeah. 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 In which, yeah, Flanders becomes this fictional character in this novel she's writing and uh, Homer kind of figures it out from that that he hasn't been paying a proper attention to it. So it's a similar kind of theme, but instead of being getting to the point where they're sensually eating strawberries but also really badly sensually That was weird. That was like mm. a good 45 seconds of cartoon characters time. eating whipped cream dipped strawberries. Yeah. yeah. And did it bother anybody else if they didn't like denib the strawberries first? Because in yeah, the bowl, no, she totally they ate had, several stalks. Yeah. They ate the whole strawberry. They're just like, yep. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's gross. The idea of sensuality. Yeah. Like, you eat strawberries, correct? <laughs> I, yeah. It sounds like they could have been written by like the you know how um, like the early zombie movies and. Uh, horror movies were funded by the church. It seems yeah. like it was like a church-funded thing. Like, idea of yeah, what if you uh, potentially ignore your spouse and get yeah. attracted to your neighbour, you um, too will eat strawberries with the stalks it's on them. It's the reefer madness version of strawberries. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Plan Nine from Reefer Madness. <laughs> okay, we're writing that. <laughs> we don't need to write it. Just do it. Um, so the wackiness of this episode I don't know that it was a particularly wacky story but just it was it was wackiness it was not the characters yeah. behaving as themselves yeah but I don't think there was any actual wackiness in it no like the things that stand out for me is a terrible car race dream sequence mm. yeah the guy committing suicide on the boat yeah and Flanders saying that he would kill his children rather than have his <laughs> uncle adopt them that's the wackiest part of it there was no slapstick there was no running around no, it wasn't fun, Wacky. It was, these aren't these people. What the fuck is going on? It was wacky. odd. It yeah. was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Wacky. Yeah. And so, yeah, on the other side of that, the heart, um, and even when Homer and Marge resolve, there's, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of heart behind it exactly. No, no because like... they go upstairs and you just see the picture frames bang off the chimney. Yeah. And then, for some reason, two dogs kissing in a collapsed doghouse. Yeah. yeah, that's a really poorly built doghouse. Yeah. Also, dogs don't kiss. What? They're looking at each other's butts or something. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, man. that's doggy first base. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna go sniff her butt tonight. Well, no, <laughs> just go up there, dude. Sniff her butt. What are you gonna do? Say no. So we're pretty well covered it, but it, it didn't feel like an episode of The Simpsons. The no. integrity was off. Like, like yeah, written not only by aliens but aliens from another dimension. Who did write that? I didn't notice it. Yeah, though. I was actually gonna check that out. Yeah, that's. 
Um, apparently, this had a negative reaction in France for its um, depiction uh, of uh, that Sarkozy. Guy. Yeah, and, and is like more than the hot wife. Yeah, Carl Bruni. Who? But Sarkozy does have a hot wife. Yeah. And also, he was ousted from French politics for having um, underage... No. <laughs> for having uh, orgies with potentially underage girls in tow. Orgies? Wow. Yeah, he yeah is, he I is think is they were called Bongo Bongos, Bango Bangos, Bongo Bongos, something like that. Something like that. You listen to it like, is this There was something where you heard it and you went, well, that makes sense for the French president. Yeah, it was like, is this, wait, is this a weird parody of France <laughs> that's going on right yeah. now? <laughs> France is making fun of itself, through itself. Like the uh, French president, whose wife has posed nude for Peter, has been, uh, you know, removed from Parliament for having orgies with forty-nine models. And yeah, like, but it was because well, one of them was potentially underage. Yeah, uh, it it's not the forty-nine model. No, 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 it was still the moment one of them. He's going like, there are so many layers of computer. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this just you just? And so the French didn't like this episode solely because of that. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, the uh, Sarkovi and his party hated it. The media loved it, and they were running it. And um, anyway, uh, so yeah, this is one uh, that I wanted to do for bad episodes. One that we perceived bad um, was: is this reputation justified? Um, and this episode from most commentators got a mixed response, an average of C plus from the AV Club. Um, AV Club. Yeah, because um, it's it's not too far off where I'm going with it, but. Um, a mixed reaction sort of still seems know, a little high. Did say who wrote that? Uh, Tim Long. I don't, he didn't seem to have any other episode credits. And Interesting, Tim Long. Who are you? And he's, yeah. and he's currently developing something for Moni, Molly Shannon on HBO. What's your deal, Tim Long? Also, who's Molly Shannon? Are you a lizard covered in human skin? Um, anyway, um, Tim Long. That was a shit one, dude. Um, IMDb gives it three and a half. That's more than I'd do. That's more than I would do as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, unless you had any other quotable moments, I think it's time to rank this thing. Now, let me have a quick look at my notes. Now, my other note yeah. is, you mean I'll be at your beck and call? Ah, it's like, that is fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah that's what not, was it, it a That's for? not what it is, is it? It's beck yeah. and call, No, right? I, I used to think it was beck and call because that makes sense, but it's actually beck and call. I thought it was, yeah. But also then, is that a reference to the mid-2000s sitcom Becker? No, no. <laughs> I'm on your Becca call. <laughs> on your Becca call. No, what? No. Who would do that? All right, time to rank this thing. Um, I'm uh, straight up giving it a failure. Like, I think even though the good jokes um at the start could probably bump it up to a participant, I think the fact that Homer and Marge and everyone really are so off point that yeah, I can't give it in good conscience anything higher. <laughs> um, how about you, Phil? I'm going to say three good jokes in the first two minutes and then nothing for the rest of the episode is mm. a, a complete failure for me. Yeah. If there was anything lower, is there like a cumic D zirconium? <laughs> I'll give it that. It was, uh, I'm, I'm sad. I'm the worst off for watching that episode. Yep. Absolutely. Beach. Yeah. I think we got another unanimous. This is, I had a couple of chuckle moments, but I think as soon as the episode ended, to, ended, I said to you, you know that time when you're only reason you laugh because you know you're drunk? <laughs> it's that. Like, that's the only reason I had any chortle at all. Is And it just, it's so far off the characters. And again, why have the whole, like, homage to Devil Rares Prada? It's pointless. And it's mm. just there. For, it's not even so iconic that you would definitely know it. You know? No, and if they were going to do it, out. why not do it with... Um, 
Mr. Burns being Meryl Streep, yeah, and like why? and I don't know, even Marge being the Ma- Ma- Anne Hathaway character. Yeah. It makes way more. Yeah, that would be better because that pulls her out of her usual rut. Yeah, she gets exposed. Also, well, that would make sense. And maybe she wants to leave home. That uh, is I, a better storyline, and you just did it while wasted on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it makes sense for Marge as well because she'd like work really hard at it. And yeah, she would be good at it. She'd be hard at it. She'd be appreciative of something outside of the home. You just wrote a better episode than this yeah. fuckwit and you took, <laughs> and you, you know, we've been drinking since, you know, eight. Yep. Which is about four hours. All right. Well, yeah, that about, do- that about does it for the Simpsons episode tonight. All unanimous. Uh, a gold and a bronze is, and is a We all unanimous. Uh, <laughs> we are two me convivial. Beach, me and you on episode two. Um, we were all unanimous, and then yeah, yeah, and then uh, last week with Shana and Jordan, we all agreed on everything oh, again. Wow. And yeah, and sometimes when you know. No, totally. Well, anyway, um, thanks for you for coming back again, Beach and Phil. Thank you for um, joining us for the first time. And pleasure. Anytime. I hope to have you back again someday soon. I love to talk to a microphone, so anytime you're free. <laughs> you're in microphones, it's a good mix. And once again, for all the folks at home, where can they find Dave Plus One? Uh, you can find Dave Plus One at our homepage, daveplusone.com, or on Facebook, Dave Plus One, or on Twitter or Instagram at, at underscore Dave Plus One. That's P L U S O N E. Of course, YouTube itself. And also on YouTube, yep. which I can't give you the address of because it's so convoluted, I can't remember Just it. Search <laughs> Just search Dave Plus First, One. First, lowercase w, uppercase q, two, dash, no. Um, I think that's the first four letters, yeah. And yeah. then there's another th- 30 to go. All right, awesome. Well, that was a great episode. And thank you for listening at home, listeners. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and I'm not tapping out. Yeah, you, you still haven't tapped out. <laughs> Try tapping out again. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. <laughs>